Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. When you think about Holland, you may think of tulips, windmills, cheese, and Amsterdam. But on this episode of Places I Remember, we're going to dig deeper and introduce you to sights and delights you might not know about in this little country on the North Sea that's mostly as flat as a Dutch pancake. For example, the Dutch provinces of Friesland and Zeeland are wonderful for cycling tours. Nord-Brabant and Gelderland are places to discover art by Vincent van Gogh, Bosch, and other Dutch masters. Drenthe boasts prehistoric remains, and if the weather turns cold enough, you can skate on natural ice to 11 Frisian cities. Countless nature parks, each with its own character, offer up wonderful landscapes. The Netherlands also boasts a long coastline with beautiful beaches. And this year, there's the Floriad, a once-in-a-ten-year celebration we're going to talk more about later. Our guest, Renska Greenluta, describes herself as a Dutch fanatic, and she's thoroughly explored the cities and sites of her beautiful country. Renska lives with her American partner and six-year-old daughter in the northwest of Holland, where she runs a small B&B. She's a marketer and has been responsible for airline marketing at Schiphol Airport outside of Amsterdam. Welcome, Renska, to Places I Remember. Thank you, Leah. Great that you want to have me. Well, let me clear one thing up. Some people say Holland and some say the Netherlands. What's the difference between the two terms? Well, I do know that we have two parts, two provinces, and the one is called North Holland and the other one is called South Holland. And from the old days, we used to call it Holland. Um, and that's also where a lot of the windmills are. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where the name Holland comes from. I think so. I've read that that's basically it. It's just a, a sort of a summary, right? But I'm going to intersperse Netherlands and Holland because I'm never sure which is which. There's also the term Dutch. And I read that comes from the 1500s when the Netherlands, Belgium and Luxembourg were part of the Holy Roman Empire. Yes, that's true. And we always have a, a little uh, trouble with it because when, when people abroad ask me, what language do you speak? And I say, oh, I speak Dutch. And it's like, oh, you're German. And I'm like, no, I'm not German. I'm, I'm Dutch. <laughs> yes, I know. It's very close to German. It sounds close to German for those of us who don't speak both yeah. languages. We'll talk about many of Holland's cities and towns. But first, you fly into Schiphol, a great airport, or maybe you arrive on a riverboat on the Rhine to one of the great cities of Europe, Amsterdam. What would you say not to miss in Amsterdam if you only had a day or two? If you've never been, well, assuming, I would definitely do a walking tour and check out the canals. And if you're not good by foot, please take a boat because there are numerous boats you can take to have like a, a boat trip through the canals. After that, I think I would go to a market because I really like markets and we have really plenty of markets where you can find all sorts of things. And of course, not to miss the great museums we have. I would go to the Rijksmuseum where you would, uh, well, you have the, the Nightwatch is there by Rembrandt. They just restored it. And so it's now back in its full glory. Um, the Van Gogh Museum where you have the latest paintings of uh, Vincent Van Gogh. It's really close by and you got a, a beautiful area where you can just sit down and have lunch and relax and watch the people go by. And the concert hall is right by there. I once went to a concert after going to the two museums and then at night to the beautiful Concertabau Orchestra and it was a perfect day and it's all within a walking distance. And let me just ask you about biking. Everyone's on a bike. Do you think person who isn't living in country would 
be in danger or is it yes i i would say tourists can be a bit in danger if they don't look left and right on every path that they cross because also walking can be a, a it can be a dangerous uh, situation one thing about the canals that you mentioned is so beautiful at night i don't know if people want to do that instead of in the daytime but they light the bridges underneath the bridges and it's like strings of pearls all along the canals it's exceptionally beautiful as, as a nighttime activity i would add a couple of houses to visit. One is Rembrandt's house. Mm. It's, and then, of course, Anne Frank's house. We've discussed that in previous episodes. There's a line there very often. You can work it out to get tickets, I think, ahead of time. And another place I would recommend that would be the museum. It's called Onse Lieve Heer op Zolder. And it's translated the Museum of Our Lord in the Attic. And it's a former church and it's spread across the top three floors of a 17th century canal house. And then you can see how it used to be. It was made because uh, Catholics would come to pray there after public displays of worship were banned uh, in 1578. And it's it's all in its original uh, state. And, and you just come in. I, I was there a few weeks ago. I've never been there before. So I came in and all of a sudden you see this entire church just in the middle of a canal house. It is Absolutely gorgeous, and it's close by the station. Wow. One thing, we'll take it from churches to another topic that's on the other side of it. In Amsterdam, prostitution is legal, but not on the streets. So that's why there's a red light district. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. It's in the city center. It's a bit on the east side, but it's definitely within the city center. And you have the women at the windows. And you have uh, tourists, tourists and men walk by. And, and the women, yeah, they're, they're mainly on display. It's not the, yeah, it's a strange sight. It's strange. It's, I mean, the windows are red. If you go at night, yeah. it's really neon red. And there are about 300 of them. And it's something to see for whatever reason, because it's different. Yeah. And that's a part of, of Amsterdam that many people ask about. Let me just ask you this. If you're going to spend a day outside of Amsterdam, at this time of year, it's obvious that one place to definitely try to go to is in Lissa, which is the area surrounded by tulip fields, and it's home to the famed Kuchenhof Gardens, which is the most beautiful spring park in the world, with more than 7 million spring flowers in bloom. I think about the end of April and early May is the prettiest time. What do you think? Yes, definitely. And don't forget to get a warm stroke waffle while you at it. Yes. What is a stroke waffle? Explain that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dutch cookie. I know they have them in the States um, now as well, but nothing beats a, a fresh one. And I know in the Keukenhof, they're really making them fresh. It's like two layers of cookie with some syrup inside. And actually, you need to put it on your hot tea so the syrup will melt. But with a fresh one, that's already the case. Oh, my so goodness. Flowers yeah. and delicious cookies. What could be better? I have a tip. I read that in summer, when the gardens are closed, there is a special flowering near the Kuchenhof Castle. It's 150 different types of flowering dahlias. It's the end of August. Until mid-October, you can go there and visit. And I didn't know that. So it may not be quite as spectacular, but it's a very interesting thing to do because many, many people travel in the summer. So you can get out there and see the flowers in that way. Now, let's talk about some of the other great towns and cities of Netherlands. Let's start with Gouda. That's a familiar sound to a lot of people. Tell us about little Gouda. Gouda is also a very old city with a lot of beautiful restored buildings. And they have a, a big square. And in the middle of the square, there's the city hall. And it has this really cute red window. How do you call those things? Shutters? 
Yes, shutters. Thank you, Leah. And you can walk around. And of course, it's home to the famous Dutch Gouda cheese. Yes, I have been there and it's fun to eat Gouda in Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's something else that I found out. But there's something called Gouda by Candlelight. It's not eating cheese by Candlelight. It's a special event. What do you do at Gouda by Candlelight? Do you know? Well, I do. You lounge on a city beach, <laughs> which I thought really? was kind of fun. Yeah, this is the kind of thing you get when you when you read. You find out all these interesting things. That's what I like about the Netherlands. There's so many fun activities. It's, it's not just the, the things you think you know. It's so many other things, and it's always fun. I would maybe check that out. It sounds interesting. Now, how about Rotterdam? That's considered the second city. Tell well, me. Rotterdam is known for its stunning skyline, whereas Amsterdam is more old. Rotterdam is new because in the, I believe, May of 1940, during a German air raid, Rotterdam got uh, bombed and all the historic sites were destroyed. And they did not rebuild it. They let architects rebuild it. So it now looks very modern and, and so pretty and so different than, uh, than Amsterdam. It has a whole different vibe to it. And a few things that they have is, for example, the Markt Hall. That's a major site. It was opened in 2009. And it's a very big market hall with beautiful roof with a lot of uh, paintings. And there's a lot of uh, little eateries where you can uh, have a little... Uh, Yes. Tell, tell me a little bit about the food. We're talking about food a couple of times. Some of the traditional foods of uh, Holland. Well, I Leah, I got I to gotta let you know that the Dutch are really not known for their wonderful cuisine. We don't. <laughs> we, do <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> we did have a lot of spices coming in yeah, from the from the south uh, in the 1500s, but we never used them in our uh, in our food. Actually, the, the typical dinner it's called an AVG-tje. Um, it said AVG. I've read that. AVG, yes, right? AVG. And that's uh, the A stands for potatoes, well, aardappelen. And the V for meat, vlees, and the G for vegetables. And then you would think that we would do something fun with the vegetables. But no, we just boil them in water with a bit oh, of salt. Oh, my. Sometimes we stamp them through the, through the potatoes. So, yeah, we don't have a good cuisine. But we do have some fun things like the stroopwafel, uh, the Dutch pancake, which is thinner than an um, American one, but thicker than a French one. And we don't eat them for breakfast. We definitely eat them for dinner. How about bitterballen and croquetten? Yes, also something that's, that we have, that's the croquetta, and that's our a dough. It's a, a broth with dough around it, and it goes in the frying pan. And it's not uh, good to eat every day, but it's definitely a really good treat. Sounds like it goes well with some of the beer that's produced and the genevieve, the, the gin. So yes. that probably tastes good. I have had a wonderful meal, the Rijstafel, the Indonesian dinner. Oh, yes. Have you had that? Yes, the Rijstafel. Yeah, thank God Rijstafel. for Indonesia because they did give us uh, a lot of uh, good dishes. So it's bami, satay, and then the Rijstafel. Yes. How was it? It was delicious. We had lots of little, you know, courses. It was quite uh, elegant and it was very Indonesian. So I, I think of that when I think of, of Dutch food. I just wanted to go back to Rotterdam because we were talking about the architecture. I heard of something called the cube houses and I never saw them. Yes, Tell me what that is. It sounds fascinating. Yes, it was made by Piet Blom, an architect. And he did a few amazing uh, architectural structures also around here where I live. But the one in uh, Rotterdam, there are cube houses. And the people that lived there had to make everything, you know, because you cannot put a closet in a cube. So everything was, uh, was built in. 
And there's one of those houses, I believe there's over 24, but I'm not really sure. But there's at least one that's a museum and you can go in and you can see how the people live. And I heard it was on a 45 degree angle, that the houses are angled. It's very, very interesting. I would love to see that. That's what I like. I want to go back and see more. Let me ask you about one of the prettiest towns, I think, of all is Delft. Tell me about that. Delft is also a historical town. It's also old. It kind of has the same vibe as, uh, as in Amsterdam. And it has two big churches, uh, the old one and the new one. And the uh, royal family is buried in the old one. Yes, the House of Orange, is that correct? Yes. And that's why people wear orange and associate it with with your country. There's a King's Day celebration, I know, that's lots of orange there. Is that the King's birthday? Yeah, yeah, it's a King's birthday. And in the cities, there's a lot of uh, musical festivals and everybody goes there when you're above 18. And in the villages, I think every village has a a market where uh, little kids can put their their sheet down and uh, sell their toys. And from the money they they gain by selling, they go to another one and buy new toys. Oh, how clever. Yeah. What day is King's Day? April the 27th. Okay. It used to be on April the 30th when we had our queen, and then it was called Queen's Day, and now it's King's Day. It's only three days earlier because that's his real birthday. Now, of course, there's Delft pottery made there, and you can buy it, and the beautiful Delft blue earthenware is all around. You've got wonderful canals, and... The great painter Vermeer was born there. So there's a Vermeer Center, the, the painter who did the girl with a pearl earring and, and others. So there's a lot of art and it's just a wonderful place. I love Delft. Tell me about The Hague. Well, The Hague is uh, the seat of the government and home of our royal family. Whenever I'm in the, the Hague, it feels more like richness, richness and grandeur. It's a very pretty city. It has the inner court or had been a hof. And it's the central courtyard, and there's a lot of buildings surrounding it. And it's where our parliament is uh, seated. It's also the only big city with a beach directly on the North Sea coast. That is true. You can actually go to the beach. And that's that's something I think about when I think about The Hague. Again, another surprise. How about Utrecht? Utrecht, it's the fourth largest city of this country, I believe. And they also have canals running through the city center, just like Amsterdam, but also on a, a much smaller scale. The shopping center is great uh, and attached to the train station. So whenever you're in Amsterdam, you can just hop on the train from Amsterdam to Utrecht. It's only a 30-minute train ride. Well, actually, everything in Holland is close because you can drive through this whole country within three hours. That's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, you can take a train and be from one end of the country to the other in a day. It's just fantastic. Yeah, and otherwise you'll be in Belgium, Luxembourg or Germany. So you're always uh, somewhere. Uh, and Utrecht has this, uh, the Domtore, it's a it's Dom church, and it's a big tower, and it stands in the middle of the city, and you can go up there, and you can oversee the whole city. And you also have uh, the cathedral attached to it, the St. Martin's Cathedral at the Domplein. And it has and some wonderful a- wharf cellars where you can eat underneath where the canals yes. are, right? Yes. So it has lots of special things there, yeah. Some other small cities that are very Beautiful Harlem is one. Harlem has a a city hall and also a big church or cathedral in the middle of the square. And it has a beautiful square. And and especially in summertime, all the terraces are out. You can sit on the terrace, have some beer, a bit of ball or a wine. And then you can see all the brides that come to the city hall. And you can sit there the entire afternoon and see all the brides go by. (laughs) Oh, how lovely. Yes. That's, That's like flowers. That's beautiful. How about Den Bosch? Oh, Den Bosch. It's one of my favorites. It has um, this thing called a bosse bowl, and it's a, a big cloth of cream. Now, I have to say it different. It's a sous, 
So it's a, a dough with cream inside and like a layer of chocolate around it. Oh my and goodness. I think this entire country goes to Den Bosch just to eat a bosso ball. What's it called yeah. again? A bosso ball. Bosso ball. Okay. Yes. Mm. And when you eat one, you don't have to eat for another three days. Well, then you don't need very good cuisine. Otherwise, you could just keep eating that. I can see why <laughs> that and the uh, Richtafel. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's again something I'm learning. I love these surprises because I've been many times and, and never have done that. I have to add that one also to my bucket list. Now, a city I have been to, which does not look like the rest of Holland, it, not to me, it's it's in the south and it's hilly, it's Maastricht. And tell us about Maastricht. Maastricht, it's for me, always feels like you're in another part of the country. You're not even in the country because it's hilly. And it's beautiful and it has these big uh, big promenades and a nice walking street and beautiful city center also with all buildings and structures. And you're really close to Belgium and you just feel it everywhere. You feel it uh, the way the people speak. They speak on a, a very different dialect. It's almost like singing. There are Roman excavations there and all kinds of things that you wouldn't expect. So it's another surprise and I highly recommend that town as well. Now, there's some places, they're not always cities, but there's something, you know, you might not want to miss. One is the Wadden Islands. Tell me about that. Yes, those are the islands on the um, north of Holland. And you can you can get there by a ferry that leaves from Den Helder, which is in North uh, Holland. And you can do different things on the, on the islands. For instance, on Tessel, you can walk around and, and see the little cities. But on um, Schiermonnik Oog, that's uh, island number three or four, you can um, walk uh, through the what? I don't know how you say that. To the mudflats, I think we would say. Yes. Yes. I know that people uh, dig for clams and oysters and you can have them for lunch. I heard people go and have champagne and oysters. They dig their own oysters and then have a lovely lunch. I heard there was also parasailing and parachuting there. And it's a very uh, famous area because it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And one thing I read, another surprise, you can stay in different kinds of accommodations. You can sleep in a yurt, you can sleep in a lighthouse, or you can stay in an American Airstream on the Wadden Island of Texel. So Ooh. if you like those RVs, those very sleek ones, you can actually sleep overnight in one, which again, I have never heard of before. And I want to do that as well. One place I love, and I've been to more than once, is the Krola Muller Museum. Tell us about that and where it it's is. It's close by Arnhem. And it's really close to the German border. And it's a park. Now, it's it's more like a, yeah, is it a forest? It's more like a beautiful park where if you walk through it, you find the most beautiful pieces of art and it's outside and you can have a, a, a walk through and there's also a museum attached with more. Yes, it's a beautiful, many, many Van Goghs, very, very many. I think more than anywhere else, it's a surprise because it's in a beautiful forest, as you said, it's sculptures all around you. What a lovely place to go. I've been there twice. I'd love to go back. Another place that I have not been are some of these fortress cities. Tell, tell me about mm. a couple of them. How many are there? There are five. They are top-notch because they're from the Middle Ages. And in that time, they had to protect, how do you say this? You had those city walls for protection. Yes. And they were star-shaped. Yes. And you can walk around them. And you can walk on the star. You can walk inside in the little city center. And there's actually one close by Amsterdam. That's Naarden. But the most famous and the most beautiful one is the one in Boertangen, which is in Groningen. And Groningen is on the north uh, of Holland. 
That's a 12th century one. That's that's yes. kind of amazing. And I, I could take, right, just from talking to us, an extra week, you know, you think of going to the major places, but I can think of many, many others to go to now, and I want to add them in. So I'd say I'd need at least a week from what we're talking about. <laughs> one of the things I visited that was very, very outstanding was something called Delta Works. Can you tell me about that? It's in Zealand. It's on the, it's on the sea. It's a storm surge barrier. It's got dikes and dams and sluice gates. And it's really dealing with keeping the water away from the beautiful country because you're really under under the water otherwise, right? We are definitely under the water. Yes. It is said that over 65% of this country would be underwater at high tide if it wasn't for all the, uh, the dikes and the dunes and the pumps. It's spectacular when you visit it. I mean, it's not something I would think to go to, but they take you through it and you you actually see the future because you guys, since the 1953 disastrous flood there, you built this, this system. And I think people come from all over the world to now learn from you. And I live in Miami. I know we've sent people over there yeah. to learn because this is unfortunately what might be coming. So this is the future. Unfortunately, the past is there in, in Holland and also the future. And talking about past and future, once every 10 years for the past 70 years, the Netherlands has celebrated with the International Horticulture Exhibition called Floriad. And this is the year. It starts April 14th, 2022. And the expo this year is a seventh edition, and it shows us an optimistic future. That's the theme. They're expecting 2 million visitors. It's like a living laboratory. It stimulates your senses and it's going to focus on eco-friendly life in the city. I actually, I worked at the Floriade 10 years ago. Really? Yes. Tell me. Or I have to say it was 20 years ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, time flies when it's every 10 years. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, I was 22 and I worked at a pavilion and uh, we showed uh, everybody the Haarlemmer Meer. So it has a lot to do with the dikes and the dunes in the Haarlemmer Meer around the airport, because that's also a, a big area that's below sea level and that was reclaimed from the sea. A, a big park, park-esque-wise, and you can walk through. And you have a lot of countries that show their new agricultural futuristic ideas to, uh, to the world. So you see a bit of the future in there. Yes, very interesting. Officials call it the greenest day out you can have. So yes. it sounds like something special. It's only this year and then 10 years from now you can go again. So check yes. that one out if you're interested. So Renska, thank you. The name of the podcast is Places I Remember. Would you share a special memory of your country to end our talk? Yes, of course. Um, if I'm thinking about special, I'm thinking about my, my grandfather in the war. World War II, yes. And he was um, a truck driver. He had his own truck, so he would drive around and help people with uh, whatever moving. And he was asked to to help the Night Watch. to The famous Rembrandt painting. Yes, yes. To put it in his car and drive to the dunes here in Kestrikum, which is a little town next to the sea. And in here we got bunkers, and that's where the Night Watch was stored away for the Germans so it would uh, be kept for the Dutch. So he drove the night watch to the, I mean, I have heard about the fact that they had to take it out and protect it and how fabulous it was when it came back and what a ceremony. And I can only imagine that's one of your great treasures of your country. So, wow, yeah. that's quite a memory. And there's a, a small bunker here in the dunes and uh, there's a little plaque stating there on the side 
that this was the bunker that the Night Watch was stored in a way. So wow. It's a very uh, famous well, story. In town. Amazing story. Let's hope it doesn't ever have to go out again, for one thing. Yes. And thank you for sharing that and for all your information. Let's say your country is known for old world charm, but as we discovered, its focus is on a greener future and its many delights make it a country to explore with great pleasure again and again. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Leah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember, so follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, PlacesIRememberLealane.com, and keep making your own travel memories. <laughs>